today, the content could be a little more mature for audiences. So please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okay, so I found some facts about total divas. And Ronda Rousey is one of the total divas. So I haven't gotten that far in the season, but I watched all of it. No, I have. Have I? I don't know. She's an Olympic medalist. Ronda became the first American woman to win an Olympic medal in judo during the 2008 Summer Games in Belgium. She took home the bronze. She was the first woman rested by U.S. U.S. Ronda Kovacic triumph kickstarted her mixed martial arts career. She became the first female athlete to sign with the Ultimate Fighting Championship in 2012. Why? Widely regarded as a trailblazer in the MMA and Ultimate Fighting arena, she held the International UFC Women's Red Team Weight Championship title for three years and set the swimming record for most UFC title defenses ever. She's a UFC Hall of Famer. Upon her eventual retirement in 2018, Ronda became the first woman in history inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. She was voted Best Female Athlete in 2015. All her uh, 2015 ESPN poll. Ronda was voted Best Female Athlete of All Time. She joined the WWE in 2018. Ronda made her WWE debut at WrestleMania 34 in April 2018 and earned the Raw Women's Championship title. Her first professional wrestling at SummerSlam later that year. She helped make history at Evolution. In October 2018, Evolution became the first WWE pay-per-view to feature a championship championship roster consisting solely of women's matches. Ronda defended the title of Raw, Raw Women's Champion after defeating Nikki Bella during the program to main event. The match, not to mention the very clever feat between Ronda and Nikki leading up to it, played out during last season's Nikki Bella. She broke her hand at WrestleMania. Ronda competed against fellow WWE title holder Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. During WWE's WrestleMania, first woman's main event match in April 2019, Lynch was ultimately declared the winner, ending Ronda's 230-day term as Raw Women's Champion. She has a special nickname, the Combat Sports World Tag Team calling her Rada, Rowdy Rada Rousey since the athlete's UFC days. She inherits the monastery from Canadian wrestler 
Dante versus Percy, let's see if I have his one, what was once his own namesake. Rhombus varies to Emerald, Ellie, Spider, Tragic, Rami, Social media following Rhonda is posting photos of her and Tragic's homeless, complete with various collection of farm animals and lovey dovey inky inky. She has a spot, a soft spot for animals. In addition to its furries, farm, and cabbages, this chicken stuffed in cow, Ralphie Acres is home to a handful of. Wanda blogged about a stray dog she keeps herself during the road trip and took home to the home. She named it Rudy. And the great outdoors. Whether she's spending quality time with raisins, creatures outside, only residents, she has shared a couple photos from inside the family goat pen with her Instagram following or exploring national parks with her husband. Wanda's truly a stressful fan and fun-loving video game character. Rhonda voiced the character Sonya Blade in the video game series Mortal Kombat, latest in releasing, releasing earlier this year. And we have more. There are 50 WWE fans didn't know about Total Divas. Total Divas. The, the show is highly skipped. This is what I'm reading. So what I found, this is what they say, not my opinion, but reality shows tend to. This hopefully shouldn't come as a surprise to you, but Total Divas, like many other reality shows, reality shows is heavily scripted. The show is produced in such a way that it makes it look like everything that happens is real, when the reality is that the show producers scripted it to happen that way. Often in times, such shows such as this. Producers either script events entirely or um, alter events in order to bring in higher ratings. In other words, most of those fight scenes break up you see in Total Divas most likely scripted or blown out of proportion for ratings. As with any reality TV show has been on TV, the producers want to try to convince viewers that they are watching a reality but there are still some real moments. Remember how we just finished saying that Total Divas is highly scripted? And how you cannot fully trust the actors to with what you are watching on the shows? As a coincidence as it may seem, this is still as fun as viewing it to the show after all. All the relationships depicted on the Total Divas are real. Brie Bella, Daniel Bryan, and Sonya. Vicky Bella, John Cena, Kristen Stewart, Natalia. Moreover, some, not all, 
of the drama that Inaki goes on and snaps Kyoko's neck. A lot has been made about Nikki Bella wanting to marry and have children with John Jr., who was about not wanting to marry. This just naturally, a big part of her will be a storyline for the third season, giving producers some real-life drama to work through. Most recently, Alexa Bliss revealed her struggles with anorexia several years ago. So I think Nikki Bella is no longer friends with Anna and she believes me to be married and has a kid with another guy. Ain't my girl trying to use the control of boy. Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about John Cena. Just because what they say about him is just not true. Naomi was taken off the show for a lack of drama with her husband. Naomi is a popular WWE wrestler who also has happened to be a regular during the first four seasons before the reset. While Naomi may not have been used as much on WWE TV for a while, she was remotely featuring for the Divas. When the casting was revealed for the show's first season, fans of the show were stunned to find out Naomi was removed from the cast. Naomi and her husband, fellow wrestler Jamie Uso, you know, the Uso, Uso, are punishing Uso's were favorites on the show because of their humor and comicsworthiness. And they answered after Naomi revealed that her removal from the show was not by choice. It had been largely rumored that producers felt Naomi and Jimmy Uso lost their appeal after having gotten married, since they could not easily be involved in uh, relationship drama. I actually really liked them. I don't know why they thought that was like... They were really loving and like showed a different side of the Divas. I don't understand why the Divas are off even for drama content. They were really... They were cute together. They had their relationship with everybody else, but they were really nice and fun to watch. Maybe we're lucky and look at the earnings. Dolph Ziggler and Nikki Bella's relationship was... I have no idea what that was. Yes, it's true. If everything had worked out between Nikki Bella would have been engaged or married to Dolph Ziggler right now. Not missing out because of cash on the total Divas. Um, it doesn't say milk the word cash on the divas in order to add money on the drama team, but earnings. Nikki knew it knowing she wanted to be a mother, but Tina doesn't want children. Enter his self Diva. So important to Nikki that he is able to heal her children. This is why she was trying to film Nikki raising John Cena when that wasn't really the case. Ziggler didn't really want to kindle any sort of committed relationship with Bella. Because they never were in a committed relationship in the first place. Their past relationship was most short term and never really anything permanent. Renee Young and Dean Ambrose split. Ooh, Renee. They said they were being too boring for this show. We already covered how total viewers could Divas producers found Naomi and Jimmy Uso's relationship to be too boring for TV. What seemed to be a 
fun and apparently you can learn drawing in dreams and there's stories and stuff that come, come out of my school book club. Well, there was a great deal of uh, emphasis on drawing in the umbrella and the engagement at SMU. The show also neglects to focus on engagement between Renee Young and Christine Anderson. And maybe you think those are two classic heads, but you can't emulate the girl working for mom and become simple and normal. <laughs> they were fine. People are so weird about it. Like, oh, but you should be more dramatic. It's like, no, sometimes it's being overly dramatic to get bored. Like, it's like, ugh, what's the point? But I actually really like what I do. Like, when summer comes, I'm surprised to pull out my dolls. I want to join the show at some this is a chocolate soul diva, like Sunnyfair, Nikki and Brady Lloyd, and any other wrestlers who have ever been on the show. Nearly every episode of the show has some of Paramount's storylines featuring at least one development. Moreover, it pretty much helps those interviewers and resulted in a spin-off series titled Bella. So why would they have been hesitant to join the show? Apparently, they were insecure about the whole concept and were unsure if they wanted to put their lives on display. While it's not known what convinced them to do just that, over the past several years, it has clearly proved to be for both of them. They are now reality TV stars who are enjoying their profile as a result of the show. The show prioritizes career. I will be a captain. So I'm just reading back from websites that I found in Total Divas. While Total Divas may have helped change their careers as Nikki and Brie Bell, the same cannot be said for Natalia. According to them, in all honesty, I didn't even really need to be on the show. See, I like Maddie. And she kind of looks like the one who helped out the girls who were older, I mean younger than her. Uh, she didn't really need to be on the show. She is a very talented wrestler in her own right. And comes from a heavily respected wrestling family. On Total Divas, Natalia has been stuck with Sunnyfair dumbest and strangest storylines. She was shown some sort of crazy cat lady on the show just really made her look like a walker than she did prior to joining Total Divas. The WWE audience never really reacted to her as much as they did before the show. So Natalia then became an afterthought. Hopefully that changes moving forward after Natalia finally won the WWE Smackdown Women's Championship in 2017. Like I said, this is an old article. So it's definitely not like a new article. Sounds like female superstars don't want to be on the show. When they first start casting for the show, it's pretty much an open invitation to female superstars in the WWE show. Not all the wrestlers in the women's locker room wanted to be on the show. One of the more notable talents to refuse was AJ Lee, who went on to give Scratch an honor promo about a failed act 
with the rise of the woman's suffrage. Revolution, BWW. Thank God for that, because it definitely helped the women come out of whatever box they were in perversely. That had to be so appreciative of those who like started doing total divas and more because it helped really get them, but not everyone was excited about it. I'm like understanding of like, hey, what comes before you? And more and more women have chosen not to appear on the show. Thus far, none of the WWE's former four horsewomen, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Bailey, have expressed interest in being cast on the show. They are more focused on hiring the craft of honor, honoring the craft of wrestlers, and dedicating their talent to that rather than spending a lot of time in front of a camera for total divas. Natalia attempted to spice up her marriage. In season 4 of Total Divas, Natalia was involved in a storyline that saw her hiring a professional of sorts to spice up her love life with temptation. If a show is to be believed, the reason is this so that Natalia could better improve her persona as the Queen of Blackheart. I'm not reading the rest of that. That is rules enough to read to me. Total Divas ratings are declining. This is what they're saying in this article. I can't disagree or fully agree with this. I did start getting into wrestling again recently. I liked it as a kid. But that was literally back when I was called the WWF. And people give me heat because... I'm actually a huge fan of the other WWF Worldwide Animal Foundation. <laughs> yeah. I am a very, I used to wear shirts of them and I still have family who supports them. So like, but the whole mess between the two is just kind of crazy. But I was like, yeah. I kind of like made jokes about it. My brothers were like, ugh. I'm like, why? They're like, if they're going to fight now. I'm like, oh no. So it kind of became a thing with my brothers and me. Because I am very big into the Fat Foundation. But the WWE, I got back into. I start watching it again. And rewatch old matches and new matches. And of course, you know, I like Thundertaker, Stone Cold. I like Cena, he's okay. But on the Total Divas, no. They just made him look... I don't know. The way he came across was kind of like bossy and rude, and I don't even think he liked that in real life, because from what Nikki said, she's like, it's not really him, he just has like a specific thing because of problems from the past, and I actually understand that. Like when you're told by like a therapist or someone who's helping you to do specific things, you could come across a little weird and people don't realize that like, um, it could be like they're following like mental health things or what, but he just didn't look good. WWE continues to promote Total Divas in spite of it not being ratings. See, I think it's a good show. Not like a, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I think it's just okay. Like, it's 
Fuck. Someone should try to avoid the canoe. Yet now they thrash for their life with these bikes followed around other than one dirt in direction. I mean, I get that. Like, not everyone wants to be followed around. I don't even know if I would like that personally. Um, um, I've got to save content that I made instead of you seeing every little thing about me. Also, like, uh, I don't really like drama or keeping peace in my drama. We've previously mentioned that this, that many WWE journalists is who are not fans of the show. They do not want to be cast on the show because they are content that content to focus on their actual wrestling careers. While the women are obviously the stars of all divas, many of their real life partners get sucked into appearing on the show. You are just as likable to see John Cena and Daniel Bryan as you are to see Nikki and Brie. Just like some of the woman women's division, there are many male wrestlers who absolutely hate being on the show. While some of them appear in brief cameos, they often do anything they can to avoid Twitter divas cams. In a twenty sixteen interview, Ron Roman Reigns once revealed that some wrestlers were start questions deliberately just so they would be edited out of whatever episode or series they watched. Paige seems like a leader. Ah, okay, that explains why, like, some of Paige's things aren't in there. I think I've seen, like, some, but, like, Drew's episode to Paige. Throughout much of 2016 and 2017, Paige was pretty much non-existent in WWE programming. That absence also apparently extended to her role as Raw Divas, where her absence was largely due to injury. She was also persona non skit for a while because of her relationship with Albro Del Rio. Paige generated a great deal of controversy, whether it be through her leaked tweets with Xavier Woods and Brad Moxley's Saint Seamus Airport incident, or even any rant went on. See, I like Paige as a wrestler, and I was sad to see her career end when it did. And I've always, like, hoped, like, one day they would say, Paige is back on TV, yay. Because I started, like, rewatching old episodes of Paige tonight, and I was like, okay, yeah, I like her. She's a good wrestler, and she doesn't look like everyone else that was on the show at that moment. And I feel like she gave, like, people more confidence to, like, do that kind of job, hopefully. It made sense that Total Divas wouldn't want to feature Paige while all this was going on. That being said, it is a coincidence that last season's rate, last season's ratings plummeted. It certainly looks, especially that it was the only season she hasn't appeared in to date, and it is one that has gone the lowest rating, ratings. They went to great lengths to cut Paige out of every segment she was in to avoid killing her. When it seemed as though she helped bring in the viewers. The show can be very 
manipulate this. There's a big one of the poopy predictability books probably doesn't want anyone to know about. Okay, this is their sentence. I like total divas. If you like Red Storm, watch it. If you prefer to watch like a rally a re like a the big show show, that's pretty good too. I liked it, but I was sad there wasn't enough seasons of it. Also, the Miz and Nikki was good. Total Bellas was good. I'm glad the Bellas could still do stuff for the WWE or some type of Total Bellas might be their own thing. But I'm glad they still have like stuff that they're doing. Because I was like, oh, if they're retiring, are we not going to see them anymore? And it seemed weird because like you could see them throughout almost a lot of WWE stuff. They did like a lot of red carpet. They did a lot of unique things for the WWE. I thought I was going to make this two hours. I don't think it is two hours. But I will try to make a two hour podcast some other day when I'm not super busy. When it's a slow day. I like Total Divas. But like, I'm not a huge fan of Rally's Kingdom series. But I've been watching them lately. And I was like, okay, cool. It's cool. Some of them are interesting and some of them are okay. I've watched a few episodes of the Kardashians and I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Total Divas, take it or leave it. Miz and Nikki, take it or leave it. Um, Todd and Christopher. I can't even remember the name because I'm terrible with names. Anyway, I hope y'all have a great night, morning, or whatever it is. And I'm at night. It is 8.30, nope, 8.23 p.m. 7.30, 2021. I'm going to sleep now.